thank you for the overflow. We believe your word. We believe your word. We believe your word. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Let's Let's have a seat. Praise God. Ask this morning as we go into your word. Speak to our hearts. Teach us. Unveil Jesus to us once again. That we walk in the reality of redemption. In the name of Jesus. We are grateful because you have given us this word by which to live. Thank you, Father. I yield myself to you, Lord, to be able to speak accurately, with simplicity, and with the power of God back in your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Ignorance is dispelled is destroyed. We come into a newness of life by your word. The entrance of it gives light. Let it give light. Let it be honored and glorified. Not as the word of man, but as your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Okay, once again, happy new year to every one of us. And we're so grateful to God for bringing us into another year. Praise God. And, and, and Reverend Tunde Amosu said I should greet everyone. And, and um, he, such a blessing he's been to us as a church standing as a father to the house. Praise God. And, um, okay. This morning, I want to start. Uh, it's a new year, so we are starting. <laughs> we want to start a, 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 a short series. Okay. Glory to God. About the reality of the new covenant. Okay, the reality of the new covenant. Okay, so here, Kingsley, I hope I'm not too loud. Huh? Oh, okay. I'm not too loud at the back there. Okay. I'm thinking if I start to shout. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Praise God. Uh, uh, in this series, we are going to be coming to studying what a covenant is the, and the kind of covenant that we have, the focus of the covenant. Amen. And on Wednesdays, we are going to be looking at walking in favor realms in our Bible study. Don't miss Wednesday service. 
It's going to be online, right? Okay, so everybody can plug in. Walking in the realms of favor. Yeah. We, 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 we need that. So we're just going to be studying along those lines also. So, let's turn our Bibles to um, Ephesians in chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 11, wherefore remember that you being in time past Gentiles, now Paul is writing to the Ephesian church, he's writing to the Ephesian church, he said, in times past, you were Gentiles in the flesh. You know, according to the Israelites, there were two groups of people. We had Jews and Gentiles. Anyone who was not a Jew <laughs> was a Gentile. Okay? That is, so being a Gentile is not um, a derogatory uh, 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 word. Okay? It's just like saying I'm a Nigerian and I am a I'm a Cameroonian. Okay, so, so it said you were Jews and Gentiles who were called on circumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands. So Gentiles were called on circumcision. Remember, David said about Goliath, said, Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Circumcision was a token of the covenant, we're going to talk about that. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. Said that at that time, you were without Christ. Being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in this world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who sometimes were far off are made near by the blood of Christ. So the Bible talks about uh, people who are strangers from the covenants. He calls it, he calls it the covenants of promise. And we, we, that is very, very vital. If you can mark that in your Bible, mark it. And uh, we, we need to understand that. Praise God. So that's what we're coming into. Talking about that covenants is talking about the covenants of promise. Now, what we refer to as the old covenant in the Bible started in Exodus chapter 20. Yeah. It started in Exodus chapter 20. It did not start from Genesis. The first time covenant will be made, the word covenant will be mentioned was when God spoke to Noah that he was going to make a covenant with him. Amen. Now, so from Reading the scriptures, we see that God is the initiator of covenants. 
God is the initiator of covenants. He said to Noah, I will make a covenant with you. He said, I will establish it. He also tells to Abraham, I will make a covenant. Genesis chapter 15, a covenant with you. And then he also tells us through the prophets, through Ezekiel, through Jeremiah, we are going to look at the scriptures in the course of study, that he, he, he said, I, a, I will make a covenant with you, with them. He said, that in the days to come, I'm going to make a new covenant, not with like the covenant that I had with your fathers. Acts chapter 3, quickly. Acts and chapter 3. Acts chapter 3, verse 24. Acts 3, verse 24. This is study. He says, yes, and all the prophets from Samuel and those that follow after, as many as have spoken, have likewise foretold of these days. You are the children of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our fathers. Saying unto Abraham, and in your seed shall all the kindreds of the earth be blessed. This seems to be talking about another covenant. Because he said he, he made this covenant with our fathers. And he said, what's the covenant? Saying in your seed all men shall be blessed. All the kindreds of the earth shall be blessed. So, in other words, he says this particular covenant he is talking about here is one that he made with the fathers when he said to Abraham. So, this covenant he made with Abraham. So, we call it the Abrahamic covenant. Now, maybe I should explain. What is a covenant? A covenant is actually a contract or an agreement between two or more parties. Okay? Simply put, a covenant is an agreement, usually an unbreakable agreement, where one is the benefactor and then you also have those who are beneficiaries. And then you have what is called the benefits. So in a contract, in a covenant, there is the benefactor, there is the beneficiary, and there is also the benefits of that covenant, of that contract, of that agreement. Now, so you will hear people say, well, uh, this is the covenant I have with God. This is the covenant I have with God. Oh, this is the covenant that God has with me. As though that you are the one that caught the covenant with God. And because of this kind of understanding, many times the believer shortchanges himself. We're going to look at it. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Now, Hebrews chapter 8. Hebrews chapter 8. 
if the old covenant began in Exodus, then it means that the Abrahamic covenant we just talked about is actually not the old covenant. It means that the covenant that he had with, with Noah was not the old covenant. Because in the old covenant, Hebrews, let, let, let's, let's check Hebrews. Hebrews in chapter 8. Hebrews chapter 8. Praise God. Verse 7. If, for if that first covenant had been faultless, then should no place have been sought for the second. So, which is that there is a first covenant, there's a second covenant. For finding fault with them. Now, the fault was not with the covenant, the fault was with them. Talking about the people. He says, behold, the days come, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. So, in the old covenant, or in the first covenant, there was something, the, 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 it was a contract between God and the people. Where that was conditional. Where the people had to fulfill some certain things for them to become beneficiaries of the covenant. And so, the in that covenant, fault was found with the people because the people could not fulfill all the terms of the covenant. Now, okay? He says, so it's not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt. So, that covenant he's referring to here is not referring to the Abrahamic covenant. The one that he made with Abraham. Okay? But this one, he's referring to the one that he made with them when he brought them out of Egypt. So, we find that in Exodus 19, Exodus 20. Where he, gave, he began to give them certain laws and commandments. As, as, as the conditions for fulfilling that covenant. So we call it uh, the, the old covenant. Uh, we call it the covenant of the law. What we refer to as the old covenant. Praise God. For if, for this is the covenant that I will make. No, because they continued not, verse 19, they continued not in my covenant. And I regarded them not, says the Lord. So the reason why the, this covenant was, was faulty was because they could not continue in his covenant. Which means that they had certain obligations that they had to make. For the covenant to be fulfilled. For the conditions of the covenant to be fulfilled. Praise God. Praise God. So the covenant was faulty because the people could not fulfill the terms and conditions of the covenant. 
You'll see in Deuteronomy chapter 28, for example. Amen. That's why, see, you don't, the believer is not in Deuteronomy chapter 28. Hello? No, no, no. Deuteronomy 28 in its entirety is not for you. It can't be for you. Because look at it. In verse 1, he says, And it shall come to pass, if you will hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord your God to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command you this day, that the Lord your God will set you on high above all nations, and all these blessings will come on you. So in other words, he says, in this covenant, if you, if you diligently obey, if you observe to do all the commandments uh, which I do so which I command you so the conditioner said uh, was you must obey all these laws uh, and the commandments uh, that I have set then uh, you can begin to expect this covenant uh, or these blessings uh, or these benefits of the covenant It was the, like the bankers would say, precedence to draw down is the fulfillment or the, the obedience to this covenant. Hallelujah. But you and I know that no one could fully obey it. Amen. But look at Matthew chapter 5. Look at Matthew chapter 5. Jesus now says something. Matthew chapter 5, verse 17. He says, Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. Jesus says, I am not come to destroy the law. I am come to fulfill it. So, which means that really, in essence, in the eyes of God, the only the person that the law was given for was Jesus. Because he was the only one that could fulfill all of it. Hmm. So, God, therefore, is not asking you and I to fulfill the law. He's not asking you and I to fulfill the conditions of the old covenant. The old covenant he made with his children, with the children of Israel, was to be fulfilled in Christ Jesus or by Christ Jesus. Romans chapter 10, verse 4. Romans 10, verse 4. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Romans 10. Let's read this together, everybody. Come on, one to go. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. The word end of the law means is the fulfillment. Glory to God. Glory to God. He said, I did not come 
to destroy. I came to fulfill. That's why in verse 17, verse 18, in chapter 5, Matthew, for verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law, till all be fulfilled. And Romans 10, 4 says, Christ is the end. So, which means that Christ fulfilled everything. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Christ fulfilled everything. And brought human fulfillment to an end. Glory to God. <laughs> Because in Deuteronomy chapter 21, look at Deuteronomy 21, the, 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 there was a price tag on the law. Deuteronomy, there was a price tag on the law. There was a price tag on the law. Look at verse 23. He says, if a man commit, uh, has committed a sin worthy of death and he be put to death and you will hang him on the tree. So, Christ, even though he did not sin, he died the death of a sinner. Died on the tree. His body shall not remain all night upon the tree. Thou shalt, but thou shalt in any wise bury him that day. For he that is hanged is accursed of God. Did you see that? He said, for it is written, cursed is every man that hangeth on the tree. Cursed is every man. Galatians chapter 3, verse 13, 14. It is written, cursed is every man that hangs on the tree. That's where they got it from. So Christ is the fulfillment. Everything culminated in him. He becomes, because in a contract, in an, in, a, in an agreement, praise God, there are terms. Each person has something he has to do. So, God told the children of Israel, glory to God, in this, or what we call the old covenant, you do this, I'll do this. You do this, I'll do this. You be this, I'll be this. So it was a two-way thing. And no man could stand on the other side and boldly say and declare, I have done everything. Even when that guy, the rich young ruler, came to Jesus, he said, I have come. He said, do you know the commandments? He said, oh, all the commandments I have Fulfilled right from my youth. But Jesus looked at him with compassion. He said, there's one thing you lack. In that old covenant, there will always be something you lack. Glory to God. James 2.10 tells us that. He said, if you obey everything and, and, and then you miss out on one, completely you have missed out on everything. You lose the benefits of everything. What a covenant. What a covenant. What a covenant. 
What a covenant. Hallelujah. Now, Galatians in chapter 3. Galatians 3. He tells us. Galatians chapter 3. Let's read verse 13. Mm. Mm. Glory to God. Galatians chapter 3. Verse 13. Okay. I hope you came to church with your Bible. Amen. Come to church with your Bible so that you will not be deceived. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. For it is written, curse is everyone that hangs on the tree, for, okay? That the blessing of Abraham might come upon the, might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. Now, remember I said something that the old covenant is different from the Abrahamic covenant. In the covenant of Abraham, there was no law. There was only the blessing. Glory to God. You didn't hear what I said? Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12. No one is looking at me one kind. You mean there was, there was nothing for Abraham to do? Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. Now the Lord said unto Abraham, get thee out of your country, da, 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 and I will bless you, okay? I will make your name great. I, you will be a blessing. I will bless them that bless you and curse him that curseth you. When that scripture is quoted in the New Testament, that is not even there. In thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. We saw in Acts chapter 3, he said, this is that the covenants that he made with our father, saying to Abraham, in thee shall all the kindreds of the, of the world be blessed. If you go to chapter 15, okay, these, God, after these things, the word the Lord came to, to Abraham in a vision and uh, he, he, he talked about him having a child and all that. Abraham, Abraham complained to God, oh, is it Eliezer that is going to inherit me? I don't have any child and all that. And uh, the Lord took him out uh, and he says, you number the, 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 uh, 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 the stars, if you can number them and the sands on the seashore. He said, uh, he said, so shall his seed be. Verse 6, and Abraham believed in the Lord and he counted and he counted it to him for righteousness. There was nowhere God said, okay, you have to do this, you have to do that, you have to do this, you have to do that, like in Deuteronomy chapter uh, Exodus rather chapter 20 like we saw and chapter 19 and Deuteronomy 28 that we saw there was no time that God told Abraham you have to follow these laws so that this can happen God never did it he never said it so he now said in Galatians chapter 3 that's why Paul says that so that that, it, that the blessing of Abraham. So which means that in what is called the new covenant, uh, what we see is a blessing. Not uh, conditions precedent to draw down. Why? Because uh, Christ uh, fulfilled every condition to draw down. So which means uh, that God has not cut a covenant with you directly. 
listen to me. God has not caught a covenant with you like the one that he caught with the children of Israel in the wilderness. Different. The covenant, what we call the covenant now in the New Testament is one that he called with Jesus because Jesus became the person on the other side of the covenant that had to fulfill all the terms of the covenant. Glory to God. You mean I am not to fulfill anything? Oh, yes. Tell your neighbor, say, oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Hebrews. Hebrews and chapter. Glory to God. These are not the days of David. These are not the days of Elijah. Because those guys, the Bible said they actually looked forward to this covenant. Hebrews chapter 9 verse uh, 15. And for this cause, Jesus is the mediator of the New Testament. So we see another word uh, introduced here called what the New Testament the word testament let's read on in this context he said for this cause he is the mediator of the New Testament that by means of death for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the first testament they which are called may receive the promise of eternal inheritance. Remember we read in Ephesians chapter 2 when we started. He called it the covenant. It says you were strangers from the covenants of promise. And I said we should underline that. He called the covenant that he's talking about, which is the new covenant. He calls it the covenants of promise. It is not a covenant like, okay, you do your own, I do my own. Let's read on. He said, for there, where a testament is, there must of necessity be, be the death of the testator. For if a testament is of force after, for a testament is of force after men are dead. Now, so in this context, what is a testament here? What is he referring to? Uh, lawyers. Will. He's talking about a will. Glory to God. So in other words, uh, what, what he's referring to as a covenant, the new covenant here, or the new testament here, is that it's, there is a will involved. There is a will involved. Okay, he said, if a testament, a, a testament is of force, after men are dead, otherwise it is of no strength at all while the testator liveth. Now, question. In a will, what is a will? When someone writes a will, let's say someone, you know, that has whatever 
properties the person has. He has seven children. And then uh, he writes a will and gives to every of his child uh, whatever he or she uh, sees fit. Question I want to ask. Does in the will, do the children, all other things being equal, do each child, uh, is what makes him to deserve it? Is it because of what the child has done or because the child was born into that family? So it means that in the testament, the child is a beneficiary on the basis of gifting. Not on the basis of what he or she has done. But on the basis of what? A gift. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He, 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 he said Jesus was a mediator of the New Testament. In other words, Jesus, right? A death had to occur, for example. I mean, if your parents have a will now. And you, know, you can't enforce that will until that your parent dies. Isn't it? I mean, you won't be like the prodigal son. Give me my own while you are still alive. That is no longer. <laughs> that is no longer a will. A will is enforced after the death of the testator. So the Bible is referring to the new covenant as a will. So in other words, God wants us to program to begin to program our mind as this is the will of the Father. This is the will of the Father. This is not what I have to work for. I don't deserve it because I work for it. I deserve it because it is the will of the Father. It is a will. It is not like the covenant of old. Where they had to fulfill some certain things uh, and certain conditions uh, for them to be able to enjoy the benefits of the covenant. I ask you, what is the covenant? Uh, what is, if you say, oh, no, uh, my covenant uh, is, is, I have a covenant with God. I have a covenant with God. Question, uh, what is your own part in that covenant? What are you meant to fulfill? What is your own part that God has said you must fulfill before you enjoy the covenant? None. Jesus said, I am the one that fulfilled it. Glory. I didn't come to destroy it. I came to fulfill it. That the blessing will come upon the Gentiles. Oh, glory to God. Aren't you excited about that? So what is the New Testament? The New Testament is the will of God. Glory to God. Where Jesus is the mediator. Chapter 8. Back to chapter 8 Hebrews. He said, for this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days. Says the Lord. Quoting Jeremiah. I will put my laws in their mind. I will write them in their hearts. I will be to them a God. They shall be to me a people. I, the 
They will not teach every man his neighbor, every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me from the least to the greatest. Verse 12, why will they know me? What are they going to know me as? For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. <laughs> Glory to God. So it's a covenant of salvation. It's a covenant of salvation. Now, when God appeared to Moses in Exodus chapter 3, and Moses said to him, God, who will I say sent me? Hallelujah. He said, tell them. Let's read it. Exodus chapter 3. Exodus 3. He said, tell them. Praise God. Verse 14. God said to Moses, I am, verse 13, Moses said to God, Behold, when I come to the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they will say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? Verse 14, And God said to Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thou, thou shalt thou say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me unto you. Now, when God says, I am that I am, what does he mean? You know, many times the picture that is on the minds of people is, that, oh, okay, he says, I am that I am, which means I can do anything I feel like doing. No. In what context did God say this? Remember, God sent to the children was sent, sent Moses to the children of Israel to do what? To save them. God says, "I am in the context of salvation." Someone say, "Well, but God is sovereign; He can do anything He feels like doing." Which means that He can decide, "I save you today, and tomorrow I can, I am not saving you." Uh uh Glory to God. That's not the God we serve. When he says, I am that I am, what does he mean? He means that I am, I will be whatever I will be to save you. I will be whatever I will be. Whatever I need to be for your salvation, that is what I will be. And what did he become for our salvation? He became man. Jesus, God came as a man. He had to, the Bible, remember, Philippians chapter 2, the Bible says that he, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death. He said, he said, he did not, Jesus, he did not count it, he did not count it anything that is a big deal, disrespectful to, to, be, to be equal with God. But what did he do? He left his glory and he came down as 
was a man and he became obedient unto death. Listen, I am that I am does not mean any other thing outside of salvation. The sovereignty of God, when you say God is sovereign, means that he can do anything, feels like, no, no, it's within the context of his salvation. His sovereignty is his ability to be able to, be, to become a man so that he could change, he, he could save you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so he became a man so that he could take your place and cut the covenant. He became the testator and became the testament also so that you and I can become the beneficiaries of that testament. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. So if the devil comes at you and says, hey, oh, you haven't done this, you haven't done that, you haven't done this, you haven't done that, so you do not qualify, tell him, wave your Bible at him and say, Satan, I qualify because the Lamb of God that was slain before the foundations of the world that is now seated on the throne made me to qualify. I am a beneficiary of the covenant. I'm a beneficiary of the covenant I don't have to fulfill anything for the covenant to be enforced in my life Jesus fulfilled everything for me he fulfilled everything for me Woo, glory to God glory to God glory to God He said, he is our peace. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He is our peace. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. The suffering that, and the price that needed to be paid for your peace, for your peace, for your joy, for your salvation, for your tranquility, for your prosperity. It was laid on him by his stripes. He healed them all. This is the confidence that we have. Glory to God. If we ask anything, uh, according to that testament, uh, according to that testament, uh, according to that testament, uh, he hears us. Uh, the testament says uh, when we call, uh, he hears us. Uh, he calls it the covenant of promise. So that covenant uh, is not a covenant of do's and don'ts. Uh, it is a covenant of promise. Galatians. Go with me, go with me, go with me. Galatians uh, and chapter, uh, let's first check chapter 3, chapter, chapter 3. Yeah, yeah, chapter 3. Let's read from verse 7 15. He said, brethren, still talking about the covenants. He said, brethren, I speak after the manner of men. Even though it be but a man's covenant. Okay, yet if it be established... No man can disannul it or add to it. In other words, when a covenant stays, is enforced, you can't add to it. You, you cannot cancel it or disannul it. Okay? Now, to Abraham, remember I said that the old covenant, what we refer to as the old covenant, or what the scripture refers to as the old covenant, is not the one he caught with Abraham. 
is the one that he caught with the children of Israel when they were in the wilderness. We saw that in the scriptures. He said, now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. Verse 15 was talking about what? Covenant, right? Then in verse 16, it says, the seed and his seed were the promises made. He said not and not to seed as of many, but as of one, that is to thy seed, which is Christ. <laughs> Glory to God. So, which means that this covenant uh, that he made with Abraham, uh, he didn't make it with us. Uh, he made it with one seed. Uh, Glory to God. Uh, he made it with Christ. Uh, well, uh, if you read uh, the book of Genesis uh, without uh, reading this, uh, you will think uh, he was talking about Abraham and Isaac. No, 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 no. Yeah, Paul says, no, no, no. That was the metaphor. Glory to God. The Old Testament uh, is a shadow. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 1 is a shadow of the new to come. Uh, he said that that covenant, uh, he said that promise, uh, he made it to his seed, which is Christ. And I say that the covenant that was confirmed or established before of God in Christ. Now, look at it. He's using the word promises and the word covenant interchangeably. Did you notice that? In verse 15, he said the covenant. Then in verse 16, he says the promises. Then uh, the next verse, he now says, uh, in verse 17, he says, uh, the covenant. So, which means, that's the reason why Paul say, calls it the covenants of promise in, the old, in Ephesians chapter 2. So, the covenant is the promises of God. That's the reason why you can lay claim to what the Lord has promised in the scriptures. So, now, when he, when he uses the word promise... Hallelujah. If I say to you, uh, Pastor Tosi, I promise you that next week uh, I am going to uh, 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 give you a brand new Benz 300L. Is there anything like that? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. A promise. I promised it without any impute from him. Did you see that? A promise is something that, that is made without any impute from him. So, which means that the person that has the obligation to fulfill it is who? It's the promiser. Is there anything like that? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. I've written a new word, right? <laughs> The one that has promised. Or is it the promisor or the promisee? Okay. <laughs> As lawyers. <laughs> so, so, the one that has made the promise is the one, what will he do? All he needs to do is just to sit down, okay, and continue to just believe that, well, pastor, next this time, next week, I'm going to eat 300 bands. It's going to be packed in my house. Did you see that? So the covenants of promise, uh, therefore, has no obligation from you. Except to believe the one that has made the promise. 
how he's going to do it is none of your business. How he's going to carry it out. The fulfillment was done in Christ Jesus. Everything that needed for it to be fulfilled or that still needs for it to be fulfilled has already been fulfilled by Jesus. He said, oh, the Lord, the prophets have not come to destroy. I have come to fulfill. Has he fulfilled it? Come on, has he fulfilled it? So who is the promise for who is a promise for here? Who is a promise for here? Who is a promise for here? The promise is for you. Oh, this is the confidence that we have. The promise is for us. All the conditions precedent to draw down fulfilled. It's been fulfilled. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. When he says, I'm going to win, it's been fulfilled. Hallelujah. You know, when God speaks, he speaks in the past. He speaks in past tense. He says, you are more than conquerors. Glory to God. Someone says, well, <laughs> oh, but there is defeat all around me. That's not what God is seeing. Why? Because it is a promise which has already been fulfilled in Christ Jesus. Ask your neighbor, under what covenant are you living? <laughs> ask him, ask him, ask him, ask him, ask him. Under what covenant? Under what covenant? Under what covenant? Hallelujah. Glory to God. 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 It's the covenant and the promise. Glory, 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 glory. Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews and chapter 10. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Well, let's check um, Galatians. We'll come back to Hebrews. Don't worry. Still have some time. We asked for one service. So you are going to listen to long sermon. <laughs> I caught you. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Galatians chapter 4. Let's read verse 4. When the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. To that we might what? Receive what? The adoption of sons. And because you are sons. <laughs> Glory to God. Oh, this is talking about the new covenant. Amen. The blessing of Abraham. Praise God. 
He's talking about the new covenant. The new covenant, therefore, which makes you a beneficiary, makes you a beneficiary because you are now a son. So the new covenant is about sonship. Mm. The new covenant is about what? Sonship. He said that Christ redeemed us. He fulfilled everything under the law so that you and I can receive the adoption of sons. In other words, so that you and I can become sons. And now because you are sons, <laughs> Glory to God. Oh, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Verse 5. To redeem them that under the... Uh-huh, verse, give me the next verse. He said, and because you are sons, God has sent the Spirit of his Son. Where? Where? Whereby you cry what? Abba, Father. So the covenant is sonship. It's about everything that is in sonship. It's in the will and it belongs to you. So stop saying I'm in covenant with God as if you had a contract with him. How many of you have contracts with your children? If you make sure that you clean the, the house, you cook the soup, you, you do everything I say you should do, then I will pay your school fees. <laughs> do you have such contracts with your children? Do we have contracts with our children? Do we have contracts with our children? No! Hallelujah! So this covenant is not a new contract. It is no contract at all. So when you think covenants, don't think contracts. Uh-uh, uh-uh. God counts, he, 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 he makes contracts with those who are not, who are outsiders. As far as the children of Israel are concerned, they didn't have the spirit of God in him. He said, because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into Into your heart. What makes you a son? The spirit of his son is in your heart. So when you think covenant, don't think I have an agreement. Don't think like the lawyer between and uh, think sonship. So what is the new covenant? The new covenant is sonship. Son. That's why, see, the most powerful revelation you can have about God is that He's your Father. Much more than Alagbada, you know. Much more than El Shaddai. Much more than Jehovah Nisi. Much more than Jehovah Shalom. Much more than Jehovah Shikeno. Much more than Jehovah Roy. Much more than Jehovah everything. Much more than Jehovah El Gibor. 
Or much more than Jehovah overdo. He is your father. It encompasses everything. As your father, he heals you. As your father, he takes care of you. As your father, he ensures everything is good for you. He says, I know the plans that I have towards you. Plans to do you good. Are you listening to me? He said, the Lord is my shepherd. He leads me. As your father, he's got to lead you. He's got obligations of fatherhood towards you. When you think covenant, think father. Tell your neighbor it's a family affair. Come on, tell him it's a family affair. Come on, tell him again it's a family affair. The devil has got nothing to do with this one. It's a family affair. <laughs> Ooh, glory! <laughs> it's a family affair. I don't have my house rent to pay. It's a family affair. Oh, I don't have my children's school fees to pay now. Oh, it's a family affair. Oh, things are tight for me. It's a family affair. Oh, God, where are you? Oh, God of Elijah. Elijah looks for your day. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Are you listening to me? It's not the God of Isaac and Abraham and Jacob for you. It's the God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Father of glory is your Father. Is your Father. Is your Father. Is your Father. He will take care of you. If you believe it, shout a louder hallelujah. This is the New Testament in my blood. Past tense. Said the prophets, they looked for it. But now, you have experienced it. That's why the Bible never said, Amen. We should walk in the steps of the prophets. He said we should walk in his steps. In the steps of Jesus, the son. He said we now, he said, ah, we now have fellowship with the father. And who? With who? With his son, Jesus Christ. It's the fellowship is sonship. Is based not on covenant of you have to do this so that I can do this. It's a covenant of sonship. So when you think covenant, think the son. Think I'm a son. I'm a son. I'm a son. I'm a son. He has given me the spirit of his son so I can cry. So in the new covenant, what do we cry? Abba, Abba. You know when he was quoting the covenant in Exodus chapter 20, the Bible tells us uh, that the children of Israel, there was a lot of quickening. 
there was a lot of earthquake. Uh, there was a lot of, um, what do you call it, uh, uh, lightning and all that and thunder. Oh, the whole of that mountain, oh, there was a heavy smoke uh, and the children of Israel were afraid uh, and they ran away. They said, uh, oh, Moses, you go and talk to God. You go and talk to God. Whatever he tells us to do, oh, oh we are going to do it. They didn't even know what he was going to say. You know, <laughs> whatever he tells us to do, you just come and report it to us. Here, we don't do reported speech. We have direct access. Glory to God. Uh, by one offering uh, has he perfected uh, and sanctified uh, forever those that come uh, to God uh, through Christ Jesus. There is no go-between any longer. Jesus was a mediator only once. Amen. And he has brought you in. You don't need the mediator any longer because you are now his son. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because He's given Jesus Christ, His Son. And now, and now, we declare, we declare that we are strong. And we say that we are because stand to your feet and worship him this morning. The Lord has done for us and now and now we declare we declare that we are strong and we say we say that we Give thanks right now. Give thanks. Give thanks. Give thanks. For he's made you a song. Come on, give him glory. The new covenant. Thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him. Thank him, thank him, thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Glory. Maleko Sohonabashatalabaya. Ege marada basama la toye lekeri ande e balada boso malagala ya balabasande elebre de boso telebre gebre begelebo ikabara basande le boshatabaya oh glory to god oh koraba shahaya we thank you you have made us sons you have made us sons thank you for the spirit of your son in us thank you lord Glory to God. Glory to God. You know we can brag on God because of what Jesus has done. 
<laughs> we can brag on God. That's why he says, he said, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Yeah, yeah. He said, it's in the Lord. We can rejoice because of what Christ has done. It's called the covenant of promise. The blessing of Abraham. Everything that came with salvation belongs to you. You will do well this year. Songs do well. Songs have an excellent spirit because our Father is excellent. Songs will do exploits. Songs will stay in confidence irrespective of whatever comes that they will win. Songs expect to stay healthy. Glory to God. Glory to God. So what do I do? I search for the articles of the covenant, the promise, the promises, the promise, the promises. They belong to me. I don't have to do anything. That's the reason why salvation, you don't have to do anything. Because in salvation, he did everything. Hallelujah. Yes, there is a sense about principles. Don't say, well, the principles of God. Hallelujah. But see, there is a covenant of promise that made you a son. Are you listening to me? He says, well, if I don't sow a seed, I won't be blessed. He didn't say that in the covenant. If he tells you to give, hallelujah, praise God for it. But you see, this is an irrevocable one. When you say, I have to give before you bless me, that's a contract. Should you give? Yes. For the propagation of his kingdom? Yes. That is essentially why we give. And we must do it. Because we love him and we love his kingdom. But don't tie it to a contract. He loved you everlastingly. He loves you as a son. And is committed to, to his sonship. So what is it? Is your expectation and your desires. Hallelujah. He says he will fulfill them. Yeah. If we ask anything according to his will. I want to bow your head right now. We're going to pray just a few minutes. A minute or two. Whatever it is, I sense in my heart that some people need to cast their burdens. Yeah. The Bible says, cast your cares. Cast your cares. We've said Happy New Year to one another. 
but some of us are carrying burdens that look very heavy on us cast it on him right now say father I cast all my cares on you it looks very heavy it looks very heavy he looks very heavy but it's not too heavy for your father it's not too heavy for your father when my children fall sick if they fell, fall sick I, I, I have the responsibility to get them to a place where they become healthy again I'll be the one carrying them all over the place monitoring them to ensure that if they are giving medicines they take their medicines even when they don't feel like taking it, I, 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 try, I, I do everything to ensure they, they, they do If they are not resting and they need to rest, I, I do everything to make sure that they are, they are in the place of rest. The Father will carry your burdens for you. Let him carry it. Let him carry it. That thing that is not making you to sleep well, let him carry it. He's your Father. Let him carry it. You are on the victory side. He, 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 the Lord... The Lord is your victory. The Lord is your victory. He says he will come through for you. He said I will never leave you nor forsake you. That we might boldly say, the Lord is my helper. Come on, turn it over to him. You are under, you are under a heavy burden. You have cares. Turn it over to him. Turn it over to him now. Turn it over to him now. Don't leave this place uh, don't leave this place with those burdens. Don't leave them. Don't leave this place. Whatever the burden may be. Don't leave this place with it. Whatever the cares may be. You don't know what to do. You don't know where to turn now. Cast it on him. He says, casting all your cares upon the Lord. For he cares about you. He cares for you. He cares for you. He cares for you. You don't have to cry over it anymore. Turn it over to him. Turn it over to him. Turn it over to him. Don't struggle with it. Oh, don't struggle with it. Don't struggle with it. Don't struggle with it. Oh, come on. Don't struggle with it. Don't struggle with it. Turn it over to him. 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 Oh, hallelujah. Oh, somebody is still struggling with it. I can sense it in my spirit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You've got to turn it over. Oh, glory to God. Do you know how you know that you have turned it over? When you begin to laugh and rejoice over that matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you can begin to smile over it. Oh, you sense that heavy weight just lifted off you. Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. The government shall be upon his shoulder, not on your own shoulder. No, 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 no. He's your burden bearer. He's your way maker. He's your burden bearer. He's your burden bearer. Oh, he said, oh, come unto me. All you that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke. Father, we thank you. Just go ahead and lift up your hands and worship him. I cast all my cares upon you, Lord. 
cast all my cares on you. The burdens are no more mine. They are yours now to handle. I cast all my care on you. I cast all my cares on you. No longer mine, it's now your own. You make a way for me. I will rejoice and be glad. You will perfect it all. I cast all my cares on you. And I cast all my cares on you. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen. Are you glad you came to church today? Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's have a seat, sir.